All right, you guys, welcome back to another edition of the DGA2 podcast. I am your host once again, DGA2, Rob Dalby, a.k.a. Rob D, a.k.a. Rob D, and the place to be. Uh, so we are continuing on with our journey of interviewing independent artists. Um, and one of the most talented independent artists that we've come across a long time is King James Worthy. Uh, man, this brother has done it all. I don't know if you all have seen his work, but it seems like the brother does a little bit of everything. Uh, he has done acting, he's done TV, he's done uh, music, he's had uh, production skills, he's got, uh, he's writing, like he has done it all. The whole gambit of entertainment, uh, James has had a small piece in it, and he has taken time out of his busy schedule to sit down and talk to us with our latest edition here of the new class so the new class is our playlist for us interviewing independent artists and james is next on the list and i want to bring him in and i want you all to meet james uh so ladies and gentlemen this is mr king james worthy in the building brother was good talk to the people man what's happening what's up man what's going on all right what's good with you man so Wow, man, brother, you are from my hometown, Atlanta, Georgia. Well, that's where you are, right? That's where I'm from. Yeah, You're man. from New York, correct? So what borough do you yeah, represent yes, out of New York? Uh, well, I'm from Queens, from Queens, New York. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's where my family grew up in. So I got a lot of roots in Queens. I'm kind of like a weirdo, man. When I was growing up in Atlanta, I listened to a lot of East Coast hip hop, like Tribe Called Quest, Native Tongues. And they were like, man, why are you listening to that stuff? You're from around the way. Like, it was, it was weird. But anyway, man, but uh, nice to have you on tonight, brother. And uh, man, I'm just going to jump right into it, man. Uh, I, I really am interested to hear your perspectives on certain topics. And we're going to start with the beginning. How does one become King James Worthy? How did all this start? Uh, how did all this start? Um, well, I mean, being from Queens, New York, it was just kind of like a inevitable kind of thing to where like I was always around music and I was always around like, you know, OGs and, and you know, legendary artists just, you know, around the way. So it was kind of like me just being around, just soaking up information and, and watching how they move and did things. And then uh, my dad, he did a, a lot of security work for a lot of mainstream artists, too. So just kind of around that, meeting different people. And um, I just kind of caught the music bug like real, real early, you know, um, like I used to read credits a lot, used to, you know, read, uh, you know, music entertainment books a lot, go to record stores every weekend, just try to soak up as much knowledge as I possibly could. Yeah. And um, really the the initial forte was songwriting. So I, I initially started as a songwriter and, um, you know, just sharpening my pen, you know, with melody structure, you know, chord structure, song structure and all that, which kind of turned into the production uh, later on. That's what's up, man. So, man, so my next area uh, that I want to talk about is why indie? Why not be signed to a major label? You have so much talent. Why be independent? What is the advantage of you being independent as opposed to being on a major label? Why indie? Well, I mean, throughout my career, I've been signed to major labels before okay. and, uh, you know, all different situations. But, you know, where I am right now, um, it just has to be the right situation and the right deal, because um, I see a lot of times artists just take any type of deal that gets offered. And it's not the best situation. You know, you get locked into something that you really don't want or, you know, it's not in your your favor. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm pro uh, ownership. You know what I mean? So if I can't really uh sustain or own my own work 
then it really doesn't make sense. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and a lot of times now people can have the resources there themselves. You know what I mean? You really, you really don't need a full uh, major label to, to move like you're a major artist. Yeah. Yeah. And what I was, what, what you, um, talking about that, um, it kind of made me think about, you know, the, the music industry in general right now. It's, it's not what it used to be 10 years ago, you know what I mean, where you had to sell albums. You know I mean, now it's all about the, the streaming and, and, and the singles and having a hot song and like times have changed a lot. So how do you adapt with the, uh, the changing times of music? How do you adapt, you know, with being able to approach music doing that? How's that work for you? Well, I kind of saw it, I kind of saw it coming like real early. I mean, you know, when when downloading was was first available yeah. like that was that was the first uh phase of streaming you know yeah. so you had these third-party uh websites that you can download music for free and then you know sales and, and physical sales you know started plummeting so the record labels had to shift into other business ventures to right. keep up right. so now we're just seeing a more advanced version of that yeah. but you know album sales and record sales still exist. They still matter, but, you know, we're just in a digital era. So, you know, more so there's streaming platforms now. So you can sign up for one, you know, some you have to pay a, a, a subscription for, and some of them are free. And it's a huge library of music that you can choose from. But in order to, you know, people still like to have those copies in their hand. Yeah. You know, people still like to go to the store, you know, people still like vinyl. So those are still around. Yeah. But, you know, we're just in the digital space right now. Yeah, and it's interesting you bring that up, man. Vinyl is making a comeback, my dude. Like, what is going on, man? Like, I grew up on vinyl, and I was going to the store the other day, and I saw Dr. Dre's at Chronic on vinyl. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, priceless now. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. kind of bringing back, like, you know, it's, it's music going coming full circle, just as you mentioned, man. Like, you know, and who knows what uh what will be will cds come back like who knows what that physical you know like there's there's something about having something physical in your hand to like feel good about music you know what i mean so i, I definitely i definitely get feel you on that man and just a sure. digital age and we'll see what the next 10 years will look like what music will exactly you know what exactly. i'm saying so we'll see how it adapts and, and uh you know progresses you know into the future so uh so you have done so much in regards to artistry so who are your inspiration who are your musical inspirations who inspires you or what inspires you to do your art you know what that's an interesting question always because my list is so diverse and people always like they're so uh i don't want to say confused but they're like just like sometimes lost for words when i say these names so like okay. i was a huge houdini fan uh rest in peace from Houdini, word, that was word. my Shout out to Ecstasy, man. Um, Tribe Called Quest, uh, Now Rogers, Sheik, um, Diplo, Max Martin, Quincy Jones, Q-Tip, um, Organized Noise. Um, man, it's it's a lot. Uh, Bangladesh, uh, Pharrell Williams, Timberland. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah, you got a lot. A lot. <laughs> you got a lot, man. That's what's up. I, I think that's dope, man. I think uh, as an artist, you know, and, and I call, you know, whether whatever genre of music that you create, I call everybody artists because everybody creates art. I always e equate music to a piece of art on the wall. You know what I mean? This is your creation. It's the same thing if you think about it. You know what I mean? You, your, your pen strokes or how you create, how you write. It's just like art as if it was on a wall and you're just watching it, except you're listening to it instead. It's the same kind exactly. of same kind of like parallel. So I think that's dope, man. Having different inspirations, being exposed to different types of music. You come up with all kinds of different things, man. But your music 
It's so soulful, man. Like, you got, like, an old soul. I don't know where it comes from or what inspires that. I don't know if it's from your family. But when I listen to your music, it's like a, a throwback of, like, oh, my God. Like, I'm listening to, like, Stevie Wonder, or like, the songs in the key of life kind of sort of. Or, or maybe Maxwell or a little bit, you know what I mean, from the, from the mid-'90s. I'm like... This brother does a little bit of it all. So I, I think that's dope, man. So, but you're, but now it makes sense, you know, talking to you, you know what I mean? Like you have so many different inspirations that where that, that sound kind of comes from. So, so that makes sense. I, I got that, man. That's, that's what's up. So what do you like doing more, uh, James? Do you like acting or music? Which one do you prefer doing? Which one gives you the most joy? Um, I mean, they all give me joy, you know, because they're all expressions, you know what I mean? And like you said, we all create art, so it's just a different art form in different ways, you know? So, and each one might give me a different feeling or it just might, I just might be in a space to focus on one at a certain point in life and then I'll go to the next one or, or yeah. choose something else, you know? But it's all what I like to call artistic expression, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I just love what I do, you know? That's what's up, man. So, uh, what has been your favorite uh, acting piece of art, and what's your favorite uh, piece of music that you've created? So, what's your favorite acting gig, and what's your favorite piece of music that you've created? Um, I really enjoyed being a part of this um, this movie that I was in called Love by Chance. Okay, and okay. it was actually the first movie I've ever done uh, where I, that I was in, uh, which was kind of star studded. I mean, I was acting alongside like Clifton Powell, Terry Vaughn, yeah. um, uh, Carl Payne. It was, it was really, really cool. Um, you know, I really didn't even expect it, but it was really, really tight. And uh, yeah, musically, it's hard to say musically, man, because, you know, I've done so much stuff and, and it's hard for me to even pick an, a favorite artist that I've dealt with because, you know, they're all in so many different lanes and yeah. different ways of working and blah, blah, blah. But, um, I would probably say like my most favorite for myself would probably be the Blue Leisure Project so nice, far. Nice, nice, nice. That's the one over here off to my right hand side back here. If y'all yeah. check out Blue Leisure, check out Class Club, check out all of James Worthy's uh, music. His catalog is deep. It's nice. It's it's like a, a good R&B feel, man. I love it, yo. I love it. I listen to a lot of your stuff before I, I got on today. And usually when I you know, interview artists, I listen to everything. So I listen to it all, whatever stuff I can find, I'm gonna listen to it. So I kind of get into the artist's state of mind when they're making that music. But I am not an artist. I never was a rapper. I never was any of that stuff. You know what I mean? I'm just a fan of music. That's how I came to be a podcaster. So that's what got me to the journey, but it led me to you. So I'm super grateful for that, brother. No problem, um, so with that in mind, man, so you've done collaborations with all different types of uh, star-studded actors, actresses, musical, um, uh, powerhouse musical artists and things like that. So what is your dream collaboration? I'll give you two. I'll give you two. I'll be nice to you, brother. Mm -hmm. you cool, man. I'll give you two. <laughs> Who are your two uh, dream collaborations collab that you have not done yet? Because you've collaborated. It feels like everybody when i saw your catalog i'm like man this brother pretty much done it without everybody so he's got to have two that um, he hasn't touched on yet so who are you who are your two dream collaborations james uh dream collabs um i mean rest in peace michael jackson you know that's the ultimate right there sure, um, sure. but right now i would um i would definitely say uh kanye west would love to do something with him okay and um i would probably say the weekend interesting okay okay
Very different contrast of styles. I like The Weeknd. I, I think, you know what? I, when I used to listen to The Weeknd, I, I think of Prince. I, I don't know why. I, I equate The mm-hmm. Weeknd and uh, Miguel with Prince. They're just like, they have yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of style like that Prince kind of had. And, I, and Miguel is in that conversation too. Yeah, know? yeah. I love Miguel. It's hard he's to just so narrow smooth, down. You know what I mean? Like he's so yeah, smooth, yeah. bro. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I think of, I think of like they, that equates to Prince. Um, you know what I mean? So I, I think that's dope, man. But yeah, all right, that's cool, bro. That's cool. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So all right, now let's switch gears a little bit. Let's have a a, a conversation around R and B, rhythm and blues, the, the music genre itself. It appears, um, not by me, but a lot of my peers, a lot of uh, people within the music industry, um, feel that R and B music as we used to know it is on life support. What is your opinion about that, James? What do you think the state of R and B music is right now? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's on life support. I think that sometimes it gets overshadowed by other things that's not traditional music or R and B, so to speak. Or just not even just that genre, just music, period. And, you know, sometimes those artists get drowned out by what's in the mainstream. So people aren't going to, you know, do the due diligence and and research and find out, you know, what's new and current. So someone could feel like that, which there's a lot of great music out. And there's a lot of dope artists that's putting out quality music. Um, but, you know, sometimes you may not hear it on the mainstream radio in rotation as other songs yeah. or you, you may not. Uh, it may not get as much media attention as it should. Yeah. Or, you know, X, Y and Z. So I don't I don't think it's it's left or I don't think that it's, there's a lack of it. I just think that it's not being publicized enough. Yeah, I think there's a couple different layers with that. And I definitely want to hear your take on this. Um you know, with the layers, what I mean is, you know, the pandemic. I think the pandemic has changed a lot. So we don't see a lot of uh, music on TV, like hardly at all. Like, you know, we don't have any, you know, we had the BET Awards, which is, you know, like our shining moment as a, a culture of black people. Um, we didn't have that. That was virtual. And, you know, what I mean, like it just, it just doesn't feel right anymore, which I would I was hoping um, or I'm hoping that in 2021, is when all those bottled up feelings everybody's been suppressed on, you know, getting beat down by COVID or getting beat down financially or whatever the case may be, yeah. that there's gonna be some great musicality coming out um, in 2021. So I'm really, really hopeful. But yeah, I mean, to your point, there's a lot of dope R&B artists that are out there killing it. It's just to your point, it's just not, it's not pushed up to the front as much as it used to, you know what I mean? Like we think about 80s R&B, 90s R&B, 2000s R&B, like you can equate like certain artists with that time periods of music, but not so much now. Like we don't have like that go-to person for R&B because to your point, R&B has evolved so much that you can't really put it in a box anymore. But I think it's great. I think it's great actually. Like, you know, I just want to get your opinion about that. You know, what, what is your, your take on R&B and this expansion? Like, are you, are you, are you more um, of a purist of R&B or do you like the way that R&B is, is going in, in regards to how it sounds now? Uh, I like both sides, to be honest with you. You know, I love I love the traditional R&B. And then I like, you know, what's going on now, too. Like, I, I feel like it's a lot of creativity going on. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, there's certain artists that know how to blend things and know how to incorporate other, uh, you know, sounds and genres into R&B itself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just experimenting, too. Like, music is you know, uh, is limitless. So, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people just experimenting with different things and, you know, not just doing traditional stuff all the time because that's already been done. So it's just yeah. about elevation. 
Yeah, it's about gentlemen. I hear you. I think it's I think it's about the uh like to your point, evolution. So someone has created a style of music. Why would you want to mimic what's already been out? Let's go a different route. Let's make something new. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely feel that, man. But brother, when I listen to your music though, it 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 takes me, it flashes me back to what R and B like the essence of R&B is what is what I, I equate King James's your music to is the essence of R&B. Like when you put on one of your tracks, it's like, man, this is what R&B is. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like that's that's the way I feel about that. Because I'm a, I'm a, I mean, I love hip hop to death, but you know, deep down inside, I'm an R&B kid, man. I really am an R&B kid to death. But it's just like when I listen to your music, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's what R&B is supposed to sound like. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I appreciate that and taking it serious, man, and like you know, not compromising yourself or your art you know just for the sake of you know making a buck you know what i mean i'm not, you're not you don't seem to be the type of chasing after money money is nice you know great things having material right, right. nice yeah. you know what i'm saying but it's about uh not care you know not giving up your character for your art you know what i mean like you know it's, exactly. it's pretty important exactly. to do that so all right james my last question brother and it's always the most important question that i ask every individual artist that i talk to and that is the future what does your future uh, how do you want your future to look like? And what do you want your legacy to look like? Um, well, right now I'm in the uh, process of working on my debut album for this nice. year. And that's like the, that's kind of like the the beginning of what I want to start my legacy, even though I have so much already that I can't already do that. But this is just like a pivotal moment for me. Yeah. So where like, you know, it's it's kind of like any artist, like your, your debut album is like your, your firstborn, yeah. so to speak. So, you know, this project is really, really special too. And I think it's just going to, it's going to like show people that not only am I here to stay, but I'm showing so much of um, variety in what I'm talking about, what you're going to hear and what it's going to represent. You know what I mean? Like I just, yeah. I'm not one of those artists where I just kind of put out a, a project just to put out a project yeah. and it means nothing. Like, you know, both, both my bodies of work thus far are theme projects and they, they both have meanings to them. So this project is just a, a continuation of that, but just on a higher level, but you know, it's, it's, an, it's a project to inspire people and, you know, show people that, you know, I really love what I do, man. Like, you know, it's it's just not it's not a gimmick thing. It's not a attention seeking thing. Like, you know, this is what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's genuine, man. And I think that's heartfelt in it. And I think that we as fans are going to appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like we appreciate that, you know, artists that are genuine to their craft and do it and just say, hey, this is my interpretation of my art. Here it is to the world. And uh, but you know what? Sometimes, you know, what to go along with that, James, you know, it does open you up to if you're being vulnerable, if you're doing introspective kind of music. So can you give us a little bit of what uh, what the premise of the album is going to feel like, what's going to look like? Or is that kind of like, you know, G14 classified right now? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, um, it's an eclectic album. Nice. So it's uh, a lot of different tempos, uh, different styles, you know, not too far left, but definitely um, definitely showing the range in, in bending genres and uh, the writing as well. So I'm, I'm a way more vulnerable on this album than I've ever nice. been before. Nice. Talking about a lot of different things, uh, whether it's personal, whether it's just about life or scenarios that maybe I've seen that can coincide with me 
Um, and kind of the same how I've, how I've done with Blue Leisure and Kaleidoscopes, but just on, this one is just on a different level. That's what's and, up, um, man. And when do we anticipate yeah. this piece of art dropping on the world? Do you have like an expected time window? Maybe um, Q, Q3 thinking, or really towards the summer? Probably okay. towards the summer. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. what's up, man. But well, I'm be tuned in. I'm be waiting on you, bro. Because uh, yeah, I'm a fan of your work. But ladies and gentlemen, Thank this you. is all that we have with King James Worthy, and we're gonna end the show off with shout outs. So King James Worthy, my brother, who are you shouting out this week, man? Uh, who am I shouting out? Um, man, shout out to all my fans first and foremost. Uh, right. Thank you so much for rocking with me from day one to now and, and you know, forever aboard. Uh, thank you. Uh, I want to first, I want to shout out to my boy, uh, Ecstasy from Houdini. Rest in Word. peace. Rest in peace. No, um, no big, big inspiration to my career. Um, I want to give a uh, shout out to all my family, all my friends, um, and shout out to you guys. Oh, that's what's up, man. I appreciate it, man. We love you, man. Like, uh, I'm a fan, and yeah, and of course, shout out to Ecstasy, man, who was a hip hop pioneer of Houdini. Uh, I actually did a podcast episode on Houdini uh, because of their significance to the culture of hip hop. So rest his soul. Um, he was a, a great, just a great man, guy. Great, great I, never, I never met him in person, but I can imagine he had like the, the big smile. And he had the, the big personality. He, man. You would, man, the crazy thing about him, man, is if you didn't even know he was a part of Houdini, you would just think he was a regular person. Yeah, that's, like, that's how that's how humble he was. Like I had to boost him up because he wouldn't do it. <laughs> that's what's up, man. Like you got to remind yeah. folks, man. You're you're like a legend, dude. And you know, he's a walking legend, man. You know, absolutely, man. That all the absolutely. Time. No question, man. Well, James, thank you for spending time with us this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you all King James Worthy. He is coming. He's already here. He's coming for you all again with some more music here in 2021. And uh, James, we appreciate your time. So shout out to you. Shout out to your fan base. And as always, for our listeners, shout out to all you guys. And of course, salute. Shout out to hip hop. All right. Y'all be easy. One double zero. Peace.